0: Hello, hello, welcome to Fat Medic Podcast, episode 6. 6? Right. This is Fat uh, Medic Vic, your host, and my co-host. Kiki B. And we are back after a long while, because uh, obviously we work a lot, and she's also going to school. So we're not able to get around to keeping that uh, weekly uh, promise. But, you know, we're here now. We're here to put on a good show for people. We're here to talk about real issues. And what are we talking about? This episode.
1: Ooh. What's on our handy-dandy notebook?
0: I don't know. What's happened... uh, Man, what's happened in the world? Let's see. The Breonna Taylor verdict came down. Or Grand jury verdict. Yeah, that was depressing. Um, Depressing What do you have to say about it?
1: Depressing not
0: surprising? Not surprising. It's depressing. It's still depressing. But it wasn't surprising. Like, I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop because that's what always happens.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um... I mean, the only good thing to come out is now there's this investigation into the attorney general. Apparently, yeah, because who... apparently he did some fuckboy shit.
1: And apparently, I just um, I was briefing over that he wants to postpone the release of all the tapes and stuff like that because I think there's a lot of stuff in there that wasn't brought up or even presented to the grand jury that would have pushed for an indictment. Which is sad, because it's just a big-ass big cover-up, and it wasn't fair.
0: You know, what's crazy is that, you know, she was in public safety, right? Like, she was an EMT, you know? And if if something like this happens to, like, a police officer or firefighter, I feel like there's there would be more of a a Mm dust-up, you know? And the fact that she's an EMT, and it's like, you see other, you know, you see messages from, like, other public safety officials, like, well, she shouldn't have been involved with people like this and so forth and so forth and people who didn't even read, you can tell they didn't even read about the case, right? Yeah. And, um, I mean, the the level of disrespect that's just leveled, continually leveled against being an EMS professional, you know? Yeah. Like, we don't get that same respect in the, in the public safety hemisphere, you know? And it's just, um, I don't know, it's just something that's continually highlighted and especially in a case like this involving... Issues with race and police investigation and so forth. I mean, to be honest, I'm surprised that Louisville is still standing. Yeah. And I think the only reason it is standing, besides the buildup of police and the National Guard and stuff, is that people, people probably had a feeling like something was going to come out of this. Like, there's no way that this grand jury would say, we're not charging the two officers, the other two officers with anything. You know, and people was like, that's so messed up. That something has to come out of this, all right?
1: Yeah, and lo and behold, you find out that they weren't even presented with the option of pushing for an indictment at all. It wasn't even brought up. It's almost like it was just her entire life in murder was just swept under the rug like nothing happened. And it's disgusting. It's really sad to know that if this situation had happened with me, how... People would have just dug up my past and like anything that had ever happened Mm. to, you know, shun my name or disgrace my name. And then people would have just ran with it as if I deserved what happened. And people have legitimately Uh. said this on social media and in comments. And it's disgusting.
0: Even other EMS people, which, come on now, come on now. Like, like people talk inside the ambulance, right? So we know a lot of people's skeletons and where the bodies are buried and mm-hmm. so forth. So we know a lot of dirt that people did in the past. And you can't come back from that, right? So it shouldn't be held against people. And the thing is, she didn't even do any dirt. No. You know, her ex-boyfriend was a uh, drug dealer. You know, that's guilt by, like, association, I guess. Like, which if you're gonna do that, and I remember when I was in Georgia, I took a lie detector test for this um, fire department in Georgia. And one of the questions was, do you know anyone who has done um, either use drugs or sold drugs. And I sweated during that question because I'm like, yo, I grew up in Baltimore. Yeah. I know somebody that's probably selling or doing drugs now. I mean, it should really count like weed as a drug. But, I mean, that's a issue for another day. I think day. it's but. just
1: hypocritical in itself because you'll have the same people who know they go to work drunk. They've had you know they've had some involvement in some way with either drugs or alcohol or whatever the case is have skated by not gotten caught will have the self-righteousness to sit here and talk shit about somebody else yeah. the hypocrisy is what pisses me off you know oh,
0: the, you mentioned self-righteousness Especially like
1: coming from EMS like.
0: you mentioned self-righteousness and it'll be like somebody who'll be like, oh I can't believe like a EMT or a paramedic." Uses marijuana to de-stress from work and yada, yada, yada this, and then you you if you look into their background, they be like, wow, they popping they have the uh, they popping xannies and shit. You know, just <laughs> before, because it comes with a legal or...
1: prescription bottle doesn't make it any better. Right. You know, it's... right? Like
0: you you getting high off of prescription medication and shit, but you holding against somebody who who you know. Or you're drunk and you go home weed. and you beat
1: your kids and it's right. just like, oh, well, you know, because it's behind closed doors, it makes you so much better than somebody else, you know?
0: Right. And, it, it, you know, it's just, it's disgusting to me. It is. And it's a weak argument. Like, I'm one of those people, I don't talk I don't like to talk about this stuff at work because people only want to goad you in to a debate in order to be, like, either be a contrarian to hear themselves talk or just to, you know, you know just to counteract your point instead of wanting to listen and learn, you know? So to me mm-hmm. is it's generally not worth it. And, and but sometimes people do piss me off to the point where I feel like I have to get all this out. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's certain people, and I think you know what we're talking about, you know, I'm not gonna say it, but there's certain people, you know, who do this and you know, you'll see them on Facebook doing the same thing. Yeah. Like they'll say something that's completely asinine, right? Just so they can be a contrarian, just so they can goad you into like an argument. You know, and I, it's sad to say. Sometimes, sometimes I do fall for it. Sometimes I can't resist. You know, but um, I'm hoping things work out positively. i actually, I'm hoping this attorney general goes down, because what he did is like, if he's if, if it if it isn't criminal, it's definitely unethical.
1: Yeah.
0: And I hope he loses his his fucking card.
1: Because yeah. that is your job is to be non-biased and to present. All of the evidence
0: without being biased Curry, right without
1: being biased and not you know and
0: clearly he he yeah. was biased you know he has political ambitions which is which is why I don't know why politics are brought into things like running for attorney general and so forth or being a judge in the Supreme Court because the judiciary is supposed to be separate mm-hmm. from everything else. It's supposed the to be apolitical for is that exact checks reason. Checks and balances. Right, checks yeah. and balances.
1: But you know, I think it's gotten so corrupted over time and it's it's like the same way like going sliding into these elections. Like do in my honest opinion, do I think Either candidate is the best to fill the position for presidency. Absolutely not. But it's like you. It's almost like we're forced to be one hand or the other. But it's just you know. it's
0: Well, in a in a normal election year, yes. In a
1: normal year. In this yeah. one.
0: In this this one, is more clearly like a lead one. Out of the, yeah. Clearly one is like evil as fuck. It's like Cobra Commander evil, and you know, and like, look. Do I? Really like Joe Biden as a Have as a candidate. Oh, did I just call him Joe Biden. Oh shit, Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. And
1: I'm for <laughs> oh, of the United yeah. States.
0: We're not we're not <laughs> voting for Joe Biden. Oh shit. No, I keep <laughs> at a senior moment right there. Okay. Oh, there um, you
1: go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe Biden, you know, um but he's a better alternative than. The other side, and are. that's not even like a political thing because I'm not I'm not affiliated with a political party, Democrat or Republican. I'm liberal on some shit and I'm conservative, conservative on, on some shit. Things, yes You know, but I'm not affiliated with a political party because I think both of them are screwed. But um
1: I, I think for me, it comes down to a manner of character, and I think this is where people get a lot of shit confused. Is when it when it comes down to the basis of politics yes we know politics is corrupt we know there's a lot of greed we know it gets really dirty but to me to to uphold a seat as high as the presidency this is the person who you put to represent our country this is the person that you put whose face is going to be known and go down in history and books as holding a seat that is very highly revered To represent the United States, I feel like when it comes to that seat in particular, you should be very mindful of somebody's character, their poise, you know, how they conduct themselves. Because I feel like you are held to a higher sense of responsibility. And that's what just baffles my mind is as narcissistic and arrogant as he is, people are just... Okay with that. Every time something happens, there's a constant excuse to his behavior. You shouldn't be making excuses for somebody's behavior, you know, and it's just, especially an yeah. adult.
0: It's always, but. Like, and did you hear what a, he said, but? but. but you did know. you see what he did, but? Oh, he's like,
1: just joking. Here's oh, where it he breaks. Was taken out of context. How far can right. you take racism out of fucking context? You know, here's like, where
0: is broken down for me, right? Is the fact that people are so aligned with this two-party thing that you fall in line even when you don't necessarily agree. Um, Like, something that would normally be a deal-breaker is not a deal-breaker for you because you have to vote along party lines, right? So him being a racist, you're like, look, I'm not racist, I don't agree with what he says, but, you know, he's the Republican candidate, you know, so you feel like you have to go along with it and shit, you know? And, like, you don't. I mean, there's a libertarian candidate, Joe Jorgensen, who, you know, libertarianism, oh God, I've had this discussion before, libertarianism for me is kind of wishy-washy, but, you know, it's whatever, whatever. It's an option, right? If you're a Republican, um, or even if you're, you know, left-leaning, libertarianism is an option in certain aspects, right? I
1: still right? think we should have put Bernie Sanders up for the wish oh time in a <laughs> God, row. People,
0: even if Bernie understand. Sanders got up there after a windstorm and his hair was all over the place. I'm like, he still would have been a better candidate, you know? Yeah. Because what people don't understand is that this country, this country exists because of progressive ideals, right? When when the quote-unquote forefathers, quote-unquote, and I'm putting that in quotes because I'm black and not my forefathers, but when the quote-unquote forefathers of the United States put forth their... Um, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and so forth, those were progressive ideals at the time that they stole from the French. But that's another story. (laughs) The point being that those are progressive ideals, that every person has a vote, every person has a role to play in democracy, and so forth like that, right? And it seems like that just stopped there, right? People set that in concrete, and it just stopped there. So people are allowed to manipulate it. For their own views, right? Instead of uh, the Constitution and the Declaration and the Bill of Rights and so so forth being like a living, breathing context, right? A living, breathing text that changes with times. Because what's what's pertinent in twenty twenty is
1: wasn't even totally didn't exist. wasn't even thought of in seventeen seventy six,
0: you know. And um, the fact that it's not changing with times, and the fact that people choose to manipulate it in order to, you know, further further their own pursuits it's just you know it's kind of sickening to me
1: but i think politics in in all honesty it's doing exactly what it has been shifted to do it's just taking it's honestly it's taking the emotions of the most woefully ignorant and running with that and using that as political gain and power oh because nobody reads anymore nobody Nobody educates themselves nobody you know learns history we have all the resources available to find information, and then people will go by what somebody else has heard, or what the news media tells you, or right. what you and read in the news in media. Is and then so like, oh, biased you know? nowadays. And it's right. just like, like the thing, the whole thing with Bernie, and with understanding how it's not—he's not fighting for socialism, and that drives me crazy because people hear socialism, and then they're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe!" No, it's the difference between like. There's a lot of other countries that run with a socially democratic well, system. Like I and had it this works for right. Them, like I had this conversation with people before
0: like. What do you think are most of the governments in Western Europe so that we look up to? That democratic <laughs> socialists, right? Like, the government works for you. The reason why you pay so many taxes is because the government is supposed to work for you. But here, they vilify the you for it. Yeah. If you lose your job, right, and have no other way to put food on the table, and you use welfare, they vilify you for it. Like, oh, you're weak.
1: But that's the whole you reason know, and so forth. But there. that's the whole
0: reason you pay fucking taxes. You complain so much about how high taxes are, but you don't utilize...
1: All the, that, that document, money that you put into the is.
0: right that you put into the government, you don't utilize that for your own needs, right? You know, you just give and give and give. And even when it comes to um, paying for school, right? You pay so much in taxes, especially when you're an older adult and you want to go back to college, you've paid so much in taxes. Why the hell aren't you going to school for damn near free?
1: Yeah, and that, that whole idea when they were talking about making a base, what, a two year college. Option free. Right, free, and it's like people were like losing their shit over it, yeah. but then you'll turn right back around and be like, "Oh, why can't you go to college?" It's like, "Well, I can't, afford, can't afford it. I can't
0: afford it. Why and can't so, you buy a house? I can't afford it because I'm in all this fucking educational debt, right?" In Germany, you don't pay anything to go to college, you know. And yeah. this is this is what I, I want to pay
1: until you get into talk to my nephew programs. and my
0: stepson about is that you know it's not a bad idea to go to a foreign college, especially if it's going to be free.
1: And I think it's just, it's that, it's, there's, there, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff that people do that just it drives me crazy. That's why right, I just it's so, so much stuff Posting, that people do against their own it.
0: self-interest. And the, and the story I like to bring up is, the, um, before the current governor of Kentucky, right, who is a Democrat, well, a blue dog Democrat, like a midline Democrat, you know? But the point being is that a Democratic governor of Kentucky, imagine how bad, the previous Republican governor had to be in order for the citizens of Kentucky, um, predominantly um, red state, yeah, uh, overwhelmingly red state to elect the democratic governor because he, he campaigned on a whole promise that he was going to get rid of, um, Obamacare, right? The ACA, right? He said, that's the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to defund the ACA. Right? So I don't know if, You know, the people in the the Bible Belt in the Appalachian Mountains didn't believe him. You know, these people whose areas are underfunded and underrepresented, you know, didn't believe him, but they voted him in. And there was a gentleman who lived in the Appalachian Mountains who was a coal miner and had lung cancer, right? Was getting lung cancer treatment, chemo treatments and so forth, right? So he voted for that governor and the governor kept his promise. He got rid of the ACA. So now that citizen with lung cancer can't pay for his chemo treatments. He can't pay for his medication because he got rid of the ACA. And the reporter asked him, like, well, why would you vote for him if he promised that was the first thing he was going to do and he kept his promise? Why would you vote for him? Like, oh, I didn't think he was actually going to do it, you know? Oh, so you didn't think he was actually going to do it even though he promised? Like, you thought he was going to be, like, I don't know, humane and be more of a human being? Yeah. (laughs) And realize that this is the only way some people survive? I think at
1: some point in time, we're just going to have to have a complete restructure of our government systems. I think this is definitely going to push us closer to that point because we're either going to divide ourselves enough to the point where we're going to have another civil war or we're just going to have to have a younger, yeah. more enlightened generation that are going to come up and just stand completely, stand by. completely, yeah, exactly, completely restructure our government system because it is too corrupt. Oh, and the hypocrisy with the taxes, like, it's just. It's so much stupid shit like that comment and how people are like, oh well, that's not what he meant. And the alt-right boys, you know, they they're they're not associated with. And it's like the said, good proud boys, boys stand like the proud down boys, and, and like, stand where by. Where do you think these terms came from? And then people are trying to look up the history, but then you don't even understand the history of how the Democratic and Republican parties had actually people. It didn't. They didn't switch parties like people keep saying. People shifted and started. The well, ideas changed and with, people shifted from one party to another. Because Lyndon B. Other. Johnson was
0: a Democrat from Texas, right? Yeah. Which,
1: Our, we, we <laughs> the day, all that the sounds kind of
0: oxymoronic <laughs> in any place outside of maybe Houston, Dallas, San Antonio. What's the other fourth city in Texas? Austin, Austin. right? So out of those four cities, it's an oxymoron, a Texas Democrat, right? <laughs> so it started with, um, with, um, what's the crooked dude? Nixon. And he was like, man, you got all these pissed off Republicans in the south because that party goes along with this whole civil rights bullshit <laughs> you know so he played the whole southern um
1: yeah he played what is it, the he southern strategy and got all the races yeah. on the
0: side, and politics has been you know divided incredibly divided since then mm-hmm. you know incredibly what they call it um Oh, like another term for divided, but it's been incredibly divided since then, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're either one or the other. You can't have a mix of um, allegiances or, or affiliations, right? So I mean, it's just piss poor. And don't even get me started on the healthcare system, because we spend like over three point five trillion dollars, right, in our current healthcare system, and, and we would spend
1: <laughs> three <laughs> yes.
0: billion less dollars if we just gave everybody universal health healthcare. Interest than in our current healthcare system. And it hurts me, like, reading a story about a doctor who has to have uh, telemedicine appointments, right? And he asks the patient to look at him, and the patient finally looks at him, and the patient's crying because he says he has to choose between eating and getting getting the medication he needs to survive, right? He has to choose between eating, getting his insulin, eating, and getting his blood pressure medication. And this patient had to tell him, I'm not going to buy my blood pressure medication because I think I can survive longer using my insulin than I can survive getting my blood pressure down without having my insulin. Yeah. You know, and and the doctor mentioned like how he cried and how this brings like this whole how he feels about his profession, like like where his profession has gotten to this point. You know. Yeah, You know, it brings, like, this this professional crisis within them about how it's gotten to this point.
1: And that's the thing, and I think that's something that, on a humanitarian level, I don't think there should be profit at all when you're dealing with the medical industry. I understand needing the funding for research for drugs and so forth and so on because that... That's where the pharmaceutical companies have dug their their teeth into. But as far as like getting sick, living here, working here, and then being able to take care of yourself to further provide for your family and for your own health and peace of mind, nobody should profit off of that. Mm -hmm. I think everything needs to be... Nonprofit. I think it needs to work toward the people. I think all the gains and revenue needs to go right back into the resources that the hospitals okay. need for equipment, for care, for treatment, for research.
0: And this segues into our next topic: that EMS itself. Uh, I mean, besides the healthcare, but EMS in particular itself. You can see is another failing. thing
1: that, as a, as it's been constantly neglected, right. you can see it failing.
0: Right, and people people aren't getting like like someone told me, and I laughed at it, but no one. No one in kindergarten says, I want to grow up to be a paramedic, right? Yeah. This is more of a field that people just fall into. And the thing is, is that the thing is, one, that's so true. And two, like you're saying it now, like people aren't becoming paramedics, people aren't becoming EMTs. And there's there's this incredible shortage, especially in a state. We live in New Jersey, where you have a higher educational requirement to be a paramedic, right? And people don't want to go through two, two and a half years of school pay all this money, get a paramedic, and you come out and you're not making at least what a nurse is making, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just not worth it. And it's not worth having to deal with the, the red tape and all the, you know, minutiae of having to, to practice medicine. Which is, I know they say we don't practice medicine because we don't have a license, but we do. Okay? Yeah. and We treat, we diagnose, you know, we diagnose and we treat to those diagnoses, right? That's practicing medicine.
1: And I think with that would pull a higher standard for emergency medicine because like they always give you this whole thing about how oh emergency medicine is an extension of the hospital, it's an extension of the ER, and this and that. But it's not treated like an extension of the hospital. It's treated like a separate entity right. that just shows up to your house, throws you in a truck, doesn't do shit to you on the way to the hospital, and miraculously brings you there. You oh, know, and it's
0: at one of my jobs they want you to innovate because they don't trust their doctors to innovate in the hospital and I
1: think the general public they're just just not being aware but then you're also talking about a general public that you try to decide to make
0: well do you see like I, things, I, they see they like don't... The movie Mothers and Jugs, or some shit, or yeah, and they an think episode. It's clowning around right, they think you just week. literally toss the person in, like you said, yeah. and take them to the hospital. And it's like no, we we practice medicine here, you know.
1: Or it's some outlandish shit like nine one one or something, where you know we're like doing some yeah. some crazy stuff and like reaching inside know, somebody's reaching chest <laughs> and
0: restarting their heart manually <laughs> or something like that. And they expect they expect that when we get on when scene. You get on,
1: yeah.
0: You know they don't realize like it, and I understand like. Some people are ignorant of, of, like, sometimes people are dead. and There's nothing you can do about it. I'm like, you know, ma'am, you haven't seen them alive since, like, 10 hours ago.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: Their body temperature is cold. They have no pupillary response. They have no spontaneous respirations. You know, there's lividity. Like, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can give that's going to bring this person back.
1: But then you'll and if watch... they do come
0: back, then it's a fucking zombie apocalypse, and we have to t- you know, chop the head off. But like, you'll that's...
1: watch a show like Night Watch, and then you know after they sat they're like, "Oh, we're gonna give them all these whoa, whoa, whoa. drugs." Not oh, the night New Ship. Orleans night shift. Yeah, night shift, night shift. Oh my One god, sitcom show for and people then somehow... out there.
0: For people out there, there was this hospital, <laughs> there was this hospital show called Night Shift on NBC. Oh
1: my god. The first
0: episode, my my mind was just blown because the dude was riding a motorcycle and ran into a tree. I don't know how that happens, but ran into a tree and he got. um...
1: What, an abdominal what, what evisceration or something like no, that? No, like a,
0: an evisceration. He got like tree bark, uh, like oh, a tree limb like going through his, his abdominals, abdomen. impaled in his abdomen. <laughs> and it, one, the doctor shows up on the scene, right? Doesn't have any tools. The paramedic is there, right? And first of all, if a doctor shows up on my scene, I'm going to be like, first of all, what type of doctor are you? <laughs> right? Because if you tell me you're a podiatrist or a dermatologist, I'm like, fuck away from me. Like. <laughs> Get the fuck away from me, you know? Um, But he shows up on scene, doesn't have any tools, right? He's telling the paramedics what to do. The first thing he does is remove the impaled object in the field, which is a big no-no, right? Okay, I'm like, okay, well, let's see where his thinking is going, right? Let Let me get further into the episode. So he's like, oh, shit, this man is, like, suffering from massive blood loss. I'm like, no shit, you just removed the impaled object. I'm like, you know, like, quiet, Alex, quiet. Keep calm. See what happens next. He's like, we have to get blood back into this guy, and I'm like, well, we carry fluids, we can, you know, we can allow permit, we can, uh, you know, we allow permissive hyper- uh, hypotension, <laughs> right? Like, we just need be enough able to perfuse to enough perfusion. to per- maintain perfusion to the heart, brain, all the vital organs, right? And he was like, nah, fuck that. There's blood pooling in this man's stomach from me removing an impaled object. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some IV tubing and I'm going to feed it into the blood in the stomach and feed it back into a vein.
1: Oh, yeah. And I watched that episode.
0: <laughs> I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. What the, what the hell just happened?
1: But that would also be your amazing doctor who people watch, who would bring back granny who's been on the floor since like six o'clock the day before. And then somehow, you know, it'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do a, a <laughs> cardiothoracotomy <No, laughs> <a God>. <laughs> and I'm going to massage like, her heart
0: I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking, I'm going <laughs> to fucking shock A. Sicily. <laughs> and then
1: randomly you'll just see it on the monitor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, shocking. She's alive. Damn it's like he's flatline, like, doctor. Oh he's gosh. a Sicily. Damn it, just shock him and and bring him back. You know, like yeah. you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that I think, and that's the thing. Like I feel like at the time when we're needed, hence like the pandemic. You know, EMS is regarded. We're called heroes. We're we're like essential hey,
0: workforce. Hey, we um, we want you to do your job.
1: We well, respect your job. And now, well, the
0: first round, the first time around, was I was like, like you know, almost dead. So, so I have an excuse for not being out there in the field. But uh, you know, I might be here for the second round that's coming in the winter. But um, did y'all not get pizza?
1: You know, I'm sorry. That's did the y'all
0: thing. first of all? First of all, y'all got called heroes. Oh. Did you not get a t shirt? And did you get a t shirt and pizza? pizza. You did not get a t shirt and pizza? We
1: did. I
0: think that uh I think that's uh I think that was really nice for like risking your life every day and risking your family's lives. You know. You got a nice uh pizza party.
1: Yeah, yes, you know. And nice have got the cold remembrance of yeah. the uh, pizza party.
0: And it's gonna be even worse this time because people said they had to come home and they have to disrobe in the garage or the basement, or even at work if you live in an apartment complex and you have to wash your clothes immediately when you get home. You have to disrobe when you get home immediately, take a shower. Yeah, I remember. And you have to keep your family separated from you just that. to protect your family. I mean, there were people who didn't see their family for a month.
1: Yeah. There were people
0: who were staying in a hotel didn't see that family for a month. But hey, you got a pizza party.
1: And on top of that, we were talking about like now they're they're looking at the the mutations of COVID in a lot of countries where the virus has been getting more um, more aggressive. And they're noting that it's um. They think that this next strain that's coming around is actually a lot more potent, so it's just it's a it's a timetable to wait. But I don't expect. What's the virus? I would never it's going hold, to mutate. Yeah, I I don't hold it personal like me. You know, preferably, I I don't plan on working a lot this this time this pandemic because I'm not. It's not worth it anymore nah. for me. You know, it's putting you at risk. I want to go visit my family. I'm not going to put everybody at risk. For honestly, companies who I've seen as leads, not give two shits whether or not you make it or not. They didn't take care of people like they said they were going to. And it's not all. It's the exception to one that we're talking about. I mean, like,
0: yo, I I felt straight bullied (laughs) for getting sick. Like, I felt, I felt like I was being bullied for getting sick.
1: Getting blamed for getting sick. And this is the first
0: time in my career where I honestly felt like. It wasn't worth it. Yeah. Through Everything else I've been through, I've always felt like treating people, helping people is worth having to deal with the BS. And this is the first time I felt like it wasn't worth it. Like I went for an examination by my doctor, right? And she was all like, you know, this can't exactly be attributed to COVID because we don't know what the long-term effects of it are. And I'm like, and I'm telling her, like, look, I didn't have these issues Six before I got sick out. with Covid, yeah. and now all of a sudden I have these issues, you know, and um and I don't know for some reason like I broke down in front of her, right, and I told her, and I, I was being one was like I told her I wish I could go back and not have fucking tried to save that woman's life, you know, I wish I could go back and not have tried so hard to like save that woman's life because I ended up getting sick, and my life has been shit ever since then, you know <laughs> i'm I'm being bullied. Buy a damn job for getting sick. Um, my lung capacity is shit, you know. I can't even play basketball like I used to. I can't, I used to be able to jog for at least two or three blocks, you know, unbelievably. Yeah, two or three blocks. Now I can't even, you know, do one, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm having like glitches in the matrix with my, you know, neurological system. Like I go to reach for something and I'm reaching for thin air and shit, you know. And, you know, some days I just wake up and I'm incredibly exhausted for no reason. Yeah. And, you know, 400 milligrams of caffeine won't even get me over the hump, you know. And I'm like, I didn't have these issues before I got sick. But everyone wants to say doctors, jobs want to say like, oh, well, you say you don't know what the long term effects of COVID are, but you're telling me that this is the result of COVID.
1: I'm and I'm thinking, finding so many people yeah. who are
0: having long term issues with stuff they never had to deal with before.
1: I'm really hoping at least this time around we're a little more prepared we know a lot more symptoms and signs to look for and I hope even though I haven't I haven't seen enough unison with governments running different states to all be on the same page but I'm hoping if it gets really bad that people get a good wake up call and we shut down earlier we start spreading things out better we're better protected and you know it's one of those like we don't have an excuse this time because we know what we're dealing with
0: well i gotta i gotta go with you first times
1: like a you know we weren't sure the symptoms kept changing then we started you know started posting more and more things to look out for but this time around we we have a general idea of what we're dealing with
0: like i have to go with you where for the first time in my career i think like I got to turn my back on doing something I love and walk away yeah. because it's, it's just not worth it because the companies you work for, at least most companies that I know people work EMS, aren't going to have your back. And so it's like, what are you really putting your life on the line for? Right. Police officers, if they didn't want to go in a house and they didn't want to run a call or whatever, they didn't they have didn't. to deal with anything. Fire, and nobody, yeah. nobody faulted them. Firefighters stopped responding to uh, EMS calls. Because they didn't want to get sick and nobody fucking faulted Mm them. EMS brings up the issue like, hey, we'll run the call, but we don't have protective gear to protect ourselves or protect our families. And everyone says, oh, it's something you signed up for. The fuck out of here, man. You know?
1: I didn't
0: sign up to risk my life or to risk my kid's life or to risk my parents' life.
1: And it's like at the end of the day. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's something I love to do, but it's still a job. Right. I have a whole life outside of my job. And what what is that worth the expense of one or the other? You know, and that goes into talking about the pay and the treatment and the, the benefits you get from doing this job. It's like fire and police, they get pensions. EMS gets shit. EMS you doesn't don't even get, get, get rolled into like decent hospitals. I mean, we're
0: still under the Highway Transit Administration. How yeah. we're not under Health and Human Services so we can get funded. Because it blows like EMS mind. is not federally funded, which blows my mind. Like the Reagan Administration chose not to federally fund EMS. So people need to realize like in here in New Jersey, a lot of places are serviced by volunteer we, yeah. um, first aid or ambulance squads, Right. During the height of the pandemic, they stopped responding to EMS course. calls, right? Yeah. And people don't understand. Like, just because you called 911 9-1 for, for ambulance, doesn't doesn't mean guarantee guarantee an ambulance doesn't guarantee that you're going to get one. You know, you live in you live in um, North Dakota or Wyoming or um, um, Bubba Fuck, Nevada or something like that. We're like three hours from the hospital. Guess what? You're screwed. And that's because you're not requiring your government to service you for all the taxes money you put into it.
1: Which all ties into a big circle of paying taxes, being represented, and getting the things that those that tax right. money is supposed like, to like. When be you get an ambulance and you live in a, in for a those city, laws to change these things. Right.
0: When you get an ambulance and you live in a city, uh, in a city that's municipally funded mm-hmm. EMS care. It's not funded from the federal government, you know. But if you live out in Sussex County, New Jersey, or some shit, right? And the volunteer company says, oh, well, we're not going to respond. Well, guess what? Now you're dependent on a private entity coming to run your call. And if that private entity doesn't have enough ambulances, guess what? You're stuck waiting or you're driving yourself to the hospital. Uh, yeah. People need to wake up and realize it's like, you know, they're like, well, this is what and this this is one that bothers me, right? I heard this all the time. This is what um, I paid my tax money for y'all to take me to the hospital. Actually, no, you don't, ma'am, because we're not federally <laughs> fucking funded. Yeah. You know, and um, you know, it's sad. You're
1: not lucky places where the cities themselves pay subsidies out to right. a 911 contract, and that's very far and few
0: to a private company who's going to cut who's corners as cut, much as yeah. possible. You know, it, it was one down in Georgia where you had to write down on a log if you use the damn um saline flush, you know, if you put in the an yeah, IV and use a saline you flush, everything. you had to write that in a log like it was a damn narcotic.
1: And like I said, again, where I think anything that has to do with medical care and the health of people should not be a profit, a for-profit thing. Because all that does is it's susceptible to greed and fraud and everything else that comes with it. Because people in general cannot be responsible or humane unless told to do so, you know.
0: (laughs) That's sad is that you can't trust in people to do the humane thing. You can't you know we are, we are a selfish species
1: and i think it's it's more bothersome for people like us to do medical care because we get into this because at some point in time you have a love for medicine you have a love for you know, might not have a love all the time to help people, but you, you, you love to help sick people, people that need something, something that's wrong with somebody, figuring out what it is, how to treat it, how to make it better. And it's just, you know, to know that they're 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 higher entities that take advantage of this, that use that to make a profit. Right. It's disgusting. You know, how can you look at somebody's grandmother who has cancer, who has to worry about how to take care of all of her basic needs? and find a way to charge her more for what she's needing or to change insurance right. companies. It's like, not her insurance issue isn't drugs. cancer.
0: She's like, she's feeling under the weather. She has like a cold, right? Yeah. And the private company is saying, well, even though that's a, like a BLS call, right? Because her vitals are stable. She just has a cold. And that's a little dangerous because if she's undergoing, uh, if she has cancer and she's undergoing chemo treatment, then you know her immune system isn't as strong as it should be, right? Mm-hmm. Um So, I mean, but there's generally a BLS call, right? But they'll want ALS to get on the scene because, hey, even for ALS of seven, we can charge $6,000. Yeah. Or $7,000 or $8,000 or however much it is now, right?
1: And that's where you get a lot of people that don't call. They don't want an ambulance. You know, they'll refuse care because they don't want to financially be burdened with that. And I don't, you know what? And it's a big thing in the South. You you remember working in the South where.
0: People were sick as hell and you have to talk them into going to the hospital and they're mm-hmm. worried about the bill. And that even happened up here during COVID. I was reading a news story where a man, you know, was sick with COVID and he had to be intubated. And he was like, I don't want to be intubated because I don't want a bill in case I survive. In case I survive, yeah. I don't want the hospital bill.
1: I think it's it's sad and it's something that I think people need to be aware of and need to look into and start pushing for better legislation it's like nobody should have to choose between their health and money like it's just you know i don't know if it's something that'll change i know with ems in in general for our own selves we all struggle financially we're talking about like just that comes with you know treating ems as a profession that demands better pay You know, and I don't even mind tacking on the extra responsibilities or if you want to do this or you want uh, us to chart, you know, particular things that you have to do with Medicaid and Medicare claims.
0: This goes into, uh, segues into our last subject, like more money, more problems. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, being an EMS and being broke, like what's the brokest you've been
1: Um, in
0: EMS, being an EMT?
1: I take out a loan so that I can... Live and survive for a month before the next paycheck came in. I've had to work like two. This is probably yeah. You know, I think mm. this is the first time I've had to work two jobs. But I would work one job and essentially work like seven. Essentially hours working, a week, two so jobs working, you're working two jobs because you're working jobs. Yeah, I don't know anybody in EMS that can't survive off of either a secondary job or overtime.
0: Especially if you have a family. Yeah. Um, I know several paramedics who who have families and they're they either working two jobs, like anywhere from eighty to one hundred hours a week, or you know, they're working one job, like, excessively, trying to soak up yeah. as much overtime as possible. Like, I've been... How broke have I been in EMS? When I was an EMT, my brother went and applied for food stamps so that I could have uh money to, like, get food. Because it was coming down to choosing between, you know, um paying the rent and being on the ooze noodle diet or, you know... Yeah. Or having to, like... You know, because I was going to school at the same time, right? So I having to break my back to, like, pay for... Because I had to pay for school, too. Rent, school. And then, you know, it was becoming down to oodles and noodles type days, you know? And um, so he went and got a food stamp card and gave it to me so that I could go to the market and have food in the house. You know, which we is ridiculous to, to get, on get on to that food, point, yeah. you know?
1: We had to, too, because... I think, uh,
0: what did you start out as the EMT? I
1: think... Ten dollars, not even that. I think it was like nice. nine fifty, ten dollars.
0: Nine fifty,
1: yeah. Damn. And you're talking this is back two thousand. Well, yeah,
0: I can't see much because I, I think I started out at ten dollars, ten dollars even. Ten. Yeah, ten dollars even as a And M2. this is back
1: in twenty ten. Yeah. And we were making like ten fifty. Yeah, I think the max I made there was like ten fifty.
0: I can't even imagine like you like you put in eighty hour like an eighty even hour paycheck. time that's, that's not even eight hundred dollars, like right? Once yeah. they take taxes out, you know. Once I paid my rent, I was like, oh, well, time and to go to McDonald's. Yeah,
1: so it's like by the time you got your check and you paid taxes and you paid your premiums for your health care, we were taking home like $700, mm-hmm.
0: $800. Maybe and even less than like, that, to be honest. Um,
1: and that's what overtime right. and working like 60, 70 hours yeah. on a check. I and was people running wonder, 24s and 48s.
0: People uh, people wonder, like, why aren't you like more healthy? It's because I have to eat, I have, one, I have to eat McDonald's. <laughs> After you some know, I of
1: lived off of 7-Eleven. <laughs>
0: I Have to get like a shit ton of coffee because I'm working all these hours, you know. My cortisol levels all fucked up. My blood pressure sky high from stress. My, um, you know, I'm starting to get like high blood sugars and going becoming pre-diabetic because I'm so stressed out and I'm up all the time and I'm on caffeine and my blood pressures and uh, I have to worry about you know showing up at work and then your job says like, oh, if you're late, like if I'm late, motherfucker, this is my 70th some hour this week you remember
1: like even in georgia everybody hung out at the quick checks and the qts because not the quick check what was the other place the um racetrack qts and the racetrack race because they gave you free drinks and stuff and yeah, so. they gave you free coffee free coffee and free. Uh, at some
0: point it's just like why am i even drink, drinking so
1: we're like, I should just
0: put it i should just put it in a fucking put a <laughs> stick of saline uh uh put a uh, saline tube in it and just run it straight into my vein you know
1: and si, I used to go there and get like a forty-four thing of coke or something just to take home, so I'd have coke for like oh, <laughs> the rest of the a, next day. And the, and the thing I'm is, like, oh, though, I if you try to, to be
0: if you try to be healthy, then you have to come down from from uh, a caffeine high. You have to come off caffeine yep. and go cold turkey. So now you're dealing with like headaches and the shakes and mm-hmm. shit, and you're like, oh man, now I gotta have a cup of coffee just to take the edge off.
1: But it is, and it turns into the same cycled argument about general poverty because people are like, oh, well, why aren't you being healthier and eating healthier? You know, it's like, because I'm poor because a salad costs $10. I'm poor. (laughs) <laughs> or you know even a bag by the time I buy a bag salad that just has lettuce pretty much like a sort of shredded lettuce you still have to buy like who just eats lettuce with dressing you know mm. if you buy that and some tomatoes and dressing you're out like five six bucks
0: you know you riding around for on E
1: one meal and you it's riding just, around on you know, E for a
0: couple of D's
1: and then it's like, I have, it's like I have to make real choices between do I want to have enough gas to get to work to make more money or do I want to eat a salad and be healthy that day? You know, it's just like I don't those ten dollars. That's a lot of choices right. I have to make. And it's, you know, and, and then people. Yeah, it wasn't any
0: better. Like being a paramedic, I went to school for two years, doing that school, doing that two years, you're given free labor when you're doing your ride alongs mm-hmm. anyway. And you're not able to work as much as your full-time job because you're in school and you're doing And you have to runs. make
1: those financial sacrifices. Right. So
0: even when you become a paramedic, you're still not getting paid that much. There's more money, more problems. Now you're making more money. Now people want more money from you. You know, it seems like everything comes out of everywhere and you got to pay, pay this off and pay that off. So you're still broke, you know, you still have to break your back.
1: And that, Yeah, and so the the whole thing with people trying to fight for better wages and better employment across the board, it's like, why not? And that's the thing. Like, people always argue, oh, why would you want to raise money? Why not? Because the cost of living is astronomically high, and inflation is still a thing. Right. And it's still happening. So Like, do you want do a paramedic who's on the to... back end
0: of a 36-hour you shift, know? like being in charge of giving you medications that could kill you? You know, You know? But he's having to work that 36-hour shift in order to support his family? Because you know you're basically working hours for free with the health insurance because you're taking two hundred some dollars out, out of your paycheck your for health insurance. Just high ass health insurance, you know. It's 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 despicable that we work for healthcare companies, but can't but can barely afford the health insurance. Mm-hmm. And know? I think
1: that's that's just the general thing that always just trips me up. Like people will people will shun you for not doing better. And then you go to school and you get a job and you do better, but then you're like, I'm not getting paid enough to accommodate what I do and, you know, the role that I'm expected to play and to be able to financially support myself and my family. Then people will argue again, well, you should be grateful that you have this or this and that. And there are people that, but at what point in time is it not okay to want to better yourself? Like you told me to go and better myself and I am bettering myself and I'm demanding better for myself and you shun me for that too. So right. it's just like... Like,
0: you get penalized being poor. People don't realize, and they always shit on poor people, right? But people don't realize it takes hard work to be poor. Because you either have you have to make less money so you receive more benefits, or if you are making more money now, all of a sudden you're in a higher tax bracket.
1: And, you just make and you're just making enough, but not enough. So yeah. now you're still
0: poor. Like, on paper, you're making more money, but you're really not in actuality. Yeah... You know, and last year was the first year, um, you know, not to heart back on politics and everything, but finding out that the president only paid $750 in taxes. Last year was the first year where I got a federal uh, refund. Like, obviously, it was taken because of student loans, but only got $450 back. But other years, I've been taxed eleven, twelve thousand dollars 12000 and the federal government comes back and says, you owe more money. And to find out um, this orange dickhead, you know, only paid seven hundred fifty dollars in him. taxes.
1: It's a lot. That's not just People him. It's get it's these corporate everyone. loopholes uh, and everything else. And people Amazon are
0: like, made eleven yeah. billion dollars what last year and didn't pay zero and in taxes. And they get zero,
1: yeah, because they get the um, the corporate write offs and stuff for developing into a new right. area. They don't have to pay taxes for so many years. And, and what I understand and is people Howard, defend them. Yeah, like you're
0: poor, right? You're paying out the ass in taxes and you're poor. And people defend them like, oh, well, companies have to make money too, so that it trickles down and blah 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 but, blah, blah. but they're not paying that share
1: bullshit. Yeah, not they don't even trickle down their, what, where they're why is. the hell
0: would i share the my money wages. when i'm making more money why the hell would i let it trickle down you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hire more people to do the work i'm gonna force the people with that i've already hired to work harder <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know
0: and save my goddamn money you know but that's
1: the ideology behind it and then people don't realize like it doesn't it doesn't work that way like financial advisors and people that deal with economics have proven time and time again to triple trickle down economics this does not work the way it is intended to work but it's it's like a it's like you do or you don't you know it doesn't matter what you try to do there's always somebody that's going to oppose the idea or somebody that's gonna bash you for whatever you're trying to do
0: oh absolutely like I know I know you know and people have told me in confidence so I was say anything. but people have told me in confidence you know how broke um, they are in the financial struggles. Uh, well broke sounds so, so so negative. That's like a negative connotation. But I mean we talk. are broke, But that's how so. we've been conditioned, right? But um people who are having financial issues and EMS and you know, they have to worry about are they gonna have a place to live next month? Yeah. You know, they have to worry about can I afford, you know, to feed myself anything outside of McDonald's uh, for the next month. Um, can I find some place to stay in between where I actually live and work? That's going to save me gas money. Can I stay with a friend going into the next shift? Or people who are like absolutely like exhausted because they've been at work for 24 hours running, you know, 20 calls per shift because they need to make the money. And lo and behold, they work for a healthcare company that's screwing them over.
1: Yeah. Which is sad because you look at hospital chains and things that rack in millions of dollars in revenue. And then it's just like, you know if you want to have a service you have to pay people because the more the more you take care of your employees the more apt they are to Mm. come to work to do a good job
0: right and i've talked to people up here who like oh well i don't want a union or and so forth like that like if you have a union be thankful because i've worked in places like right to work states and georgia where you don't have a union so you have no bargaining power like if if you make if you make a fuss about your pay and they don't like you, they'll just find a reason to fire you. They don't even have to justify. Oh, it. that's
1: like right before we left. There was a whole argument about inducting in a union, and you saw how quick they literally right. shut that shit down. You know, they
0: went through illegal routes, right? They to turn you against your own self interest and right.
1: everything else.
0: To, they turn you against your down. own self interest. Like, <laughs> like how do you think? And, and and I tell people like, how do you think someone in the FDNY on a fireside, right? is making uh, um, at or over 100K after five years. You know what I'm saying? It's because they have a strong as hell union, right? And you need, you know, firefighters. That's something that's written in. You need police, you need fire. Because it's not written in that you need you EMS, need EMS yeah. you know, we hold no bargaining power unless you unionize.
1: But we were talking about, we've been talking about that forever, and it doesn't, it's like trying to get everybody on the same page to to either, yeah fight or go on strike or talk to people about changing the law we're our
0: own worst enemy
1: we are yeah i thought we would see it a little bit during the pandemic i'm really wondering this time around if people are like fuck it i'm not coming in and dealing with this shit if maybe they'll be like oh you know what's going on here oh well why isn't this happening because
0: because they didn't plan for it the government failed us um the cdc failed us you know the WHO yes. with all their good intentions failed us, and people wonder like, whoa, why, why aren't you taking them to the hospital when they're in cardiac arrest? Like, because it wasn't they weren't prepared, and the best option they have left is telling us don't work them. You know, yeah. Even if they even if they drop in front of you, like you can do this, you can do that, but you can't do this. Like, don't intubate them, don't put in a supraglottic airway. You know you like yeah, maybe give them drugs
1: just, yeah it was just bagging and compression but if
0: they don't come back from that then
1: they were calling people quick
0: right like. and that's that's what our society and it, it runs antithetical to everything that's been instilled in us as Ooh, ams professionals i know sat wear right i've been reading the dictionary i've been reading the dictionary yeah oh. yeah you impressed yeah i am impressed right. like it's nice How I'm impressed okay.
1: It's pretty up there, like on a scale from zero to ten. It's like a hard nine. Like, if we
0: weren't dating and we would just co-host, would that have impressed you enough to go out on a date with me, using the word antithetical?
1: Maybe.
0: Maybe? I mean, so keep already in mind. attracted
1: I'm, to you, though? Like, that would just increase the attraction.
0: Why would you not be attracted to me, though? Because I'm kind of hot. I'm fat boy hot.
1: You're fat boy hot?
0: I'm fat boy hot. I'm like stocky. I think you're pretty hot. I'm like stocky fat boy hot. I got some muscle to me.
1: I think you're I think you're hot. But if I wasn't attracted to you, I'd be like, oh, you're really smart. I don't know. Like, if I'd well, be like, ooh. Ah, God.
0: If you weren't tell attracted me another to another big word. If you weren't attracted to
1: me. Oh, oh, that like that in Alex's world that doesn't happen. So I was Oh, that does not and then happen. In Alex's I'd be world. like I'd be even more attracted to you because you said antithetical.
0: Right? Yeah, I mean I think it's easier to I think it's easier to count how many women aren't attracted to me than to count how many women are attracted to me. I think you'll get tired at some point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The look on your face right now. Ah, oh, I wish this was like a video feed. Like, I feel like I'm pulling that Justin Trudeau or I'm just at the moment of silence. Like he has a question, he's just like
0: <sighs> looking off camera. Yeah, I'm gonna look past that because I think you're showing out you're showing out for the audience right now. Uh I love no, you. normally You're my boo bear. Normally I have to like beat you off me like every five minutes. He
1: does know? though. I get pretty pretty. Especially touchy. when I take my
0: I take my shirt off because I, 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 he I got curly chest heads.
1: He does have nice chest heads. I got
0: curly chest heads like I brush I my chest heads. I know. You know, because they, they nice, you know. It
1: is nice.
0: Anyway, I'm, getting back our to the topic. My listeners
1: don't need to know these things. These anyway, are my it, private get, things.
0: Getting back to the topic. Um
1: so we can agree that EMS is it's a shit. It's a shit career, in all honesty. Like it's I think you have to like we <laughs> were talking about no, but like we were talking about in prior prior podcasts, like you have to have some kind of mental mental like things that you're dealing with or going through or enjoy, or it's the self torture yeah. or the weird self gratification. Yeah, you you do kind get of get torture yourself, field. yeah. And then because you know it's shit pay, you get treated like shit. And we've worked for what? Multiple different agencies and right. it's it's generally the same. Like one might give you more equipment than another or one might, you know, pay you a dollar more an hour, but then the demands will be different or you know, when it comes to when it comes to agreeing with advancements in medication use and things like that, they might Throw you a couple extra bones here and there. But at the end of the day, they're still treating you like, right. like shit, you know, essentially. And so... Right. And I'm
0: saying this, and right now... They'll I'm cut making, the
1: overtime, but they'll give you good equipment. Right. They might not pay you as much, but then, you know, your workload's not I, as I'm crazy. saying
0: this, and right now, in terms of pay per hour, I'm making the most money
1: I've ever made in my yeah. career.
0: And I still don't feel like it's enough for what we get put through. I mean, we should at least be on par with a nurse. When you go to Canada, paramedics pay is on par with a nurse.
1: And I feel like because the, they, the demand requirements are as so because if you have a patient that's critically ill, you are expected medically to figure out what's wrong, which is diagnosing because whether they say we diagnosed or not, you can't treat something if you don't know what it is, right. which is diagnosing a problem. You're, they're expected to diagnose it, to treat it.
0: I want to start putting that on and all my to QA. And do all
1: within your capabilities to keep that patient perfusing and alive on the way to the hospital. I want to. I
0: want to start putting that. It's I want to start care. treating it. Away. I want to start putting that on my QA QI charts. They'd be like, oh, this patient sounds like they were clearly presenting with uh, bronchospasms. Why didn't you give them a breathing treatment? It was like, well, I'm not allowed to diagnose. What's going on with the patient? With and if patient? I can't diagnose what's going on with the patient, I can't really give them a medication for something I haven't diagnosed.
1: You know, apparently
0: because you say paramedics can't diagnose, and I would totally fucking put that just to be a dick.
1: But it's it's true. So it's like you are generally on par, and on to me in some ways even higher than a nurse because you have to make. Don't even Ooh. go there Ooh. because you have to oh. make those. Hold on, I'm sorry. You're doing what? Make in, that diagnosis. What are you going to school for? Oh.
0: What wow. are you going to school for? Nursing.
1: Don't even go there. Like I said, don't go there. But what on, are you, this, on the school. What same, are you going to school for? No, what are you going to school for? For nursing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. This is on I'm record. going to follow this is, doctors. This is orders. on
0: record. This is on record, by the way. I'm going to I'm sorry. To school. So if you have someone presenting, starting at like eighty three percent with uh bronchospasms and bronchoconstriction, right? What are you gonna do? I'm what gonna are you gonna do if you're a medic?
1: You're gonna treat it.
0: Okay, what do you wanna do if you're a nurse? I'm gonna go tell the doctor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. So uh, I'm going to school I got for, that on record. I'm going to school for nursing, aka what Alex says is, is I'm going to school for go ask the doctor. And um <laughs> you but I'm saying but I, I do agree though, because I feel like as a medic, you're expected to completely fulfill your job. You're expected to know your medications, to know the dosages, to know how and when to give them all the contraindications for them and everything else and to treat a patient for whatever medical problem is going on and you are held to that responsibility because if it's not done, it's negligence. It, mm-hmm. it leaves you in line for loss of job loss of license loss of um right
0: we don't even have the we don't even have the protection of li- legal, liability legal
1: legal liabilities for that as well but then pay wise it's like oh well you're you're really not doing this and that but you're expecting me to right but you won't either you me are to yeah, am i treating people source. or am either i are, not aren't. yeah
0: right because i'm i'm intubating someone i'm taking control of their airway You're allowing me to give a sedative and you're giving me a paralytic. Paralytic, I'm literally taking away this patient's ability to breathe so that I can put a tube down their throat and breathe for them. And you're telling me that I'm not a high level medical professional. You're telling me that I don't diagnose. Yeah. You know?
1: And so, yeah, I guess that is in conclusion with everything that we talked about, and it does go full circle. It goes all the way from like who we, who we elect as officials to look into things and, and recognize this. It goes into holding companies responsible for treatment of their employees, requirements uh, equal to that of the pay. It goes falls in line with how the healthcare system needs to be completely relooked and at and restructured. Being-
0: protected when you call a company out on on this bullshit, you know. Yeah. Like these exactly companies like are has doing been coming shit up lately
1: with yeah.
0: That's dangerous to, you know, their patients and you know, is impeding um, proper patient treatment, you know? You should have protection from calling the company out on that.
1: Yeah. Which became a big issue lately with you know
0: particular places. So So you know, I think we've come to um, I think we've come to the end of that conversation for now. Yeah. You know, it's ever changing, so we'll see what happens in the future with our profession. But, you know, it's always something we can come back to because there's always something fucked up about EMS, unfortunately. I just know um, I'm not
1: working through another shit pandemic again because uh, I don't want to. I swear, if I see another, oh, you're a hero poster, I'm going to rip that shit off the uh, wall.
0: Heroes so, work here. Yeah.
1: I'm like, and you know,
0: I've, just... I've, I've, I've honestly felt like I've given enough blood to the cause, literally. Uh, I, I almost gave my kidneys to the cause. I almost gave uh, my brain to the cause. Like I've almost given my life to the cause. So I feel like I've shed uh, enough blood, metaphorically speaking. I've shed enough blood for this cause to where, if I want, if I choose to want to walk away and not come in, I should be allowed to do that. Yeah, know? completely. So. Crazy. Thank you if you listen this far. Always thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, So we didn't touch on the subject that thing which deserves its own episode, which is violence and EMS. Yes. Um, So that's gonna be a whole episode because I feel like a lot of people are gonna have something to say about that. Um, Yeah. You know, we've been in situations where uh, violence has occurred. We know we know of situations where violence has occurred in EMS. Um, There's even been Things in the news about violence and EMS between patients, police officers, and, you know, it's just a whole murky mm, subject that yeah. we didn't want to spend 10 minutes on. yeah. Um, and not truly a, give it justice. Oh. That's his own episode. So I think that's something we're going to broach on our next episode. And um, as always, if you're listening, if you have any comments, by all means, please email us. Share with us your thoughts. Let's see, what's my email? Oh, the email is Grayscale media 3 at gmail.com That's G-R-E-Y-S-C-A-L-E-M-E-D-I-A The number three at gmail.com If you have any questions or concerns Or you know me personally on Facebook, Instagram uh, Hit me up, anything you want to say about the next subject Concerning violence and EMS uh, We'll certainly put it on air And now that i purchased this Um Podcast program, we can actually interview people and put it into the podcast.
1: Yeah, you know. So if you're
0: willing to listen to a little bit of a longer podcast, because I feel like this is going to be a subject a lot of people want to say something on. Um, definitely, you know, while you're driving to work or you're sitting at home or whatever, you want to listen to it. But um, yes, by all means, you know, any questions or comments, we would greatly uh, greatly appreciate that. So we want to thank you for listening. This is uh, Vic and. Kiki B And once again, thank you for listening and we will see you next episode. I'm not gonna promise when that is, but uh hopefully if we get a lot of people wanting to comment on it, it'll be relatively soon. And uh, you know, thanks once again.